0: Good morning. It is Monday, October 4th, 2021, and this is D.C. signal to noise. Okay, since we last checked in, soybeans got one of the most price negative quarterly grain stocks reports that I can ever remember. Prices are below $12.50 this morning for the first time since March. Uh, front month corn futures are trying to stay in that five fifty range as we talk. The Cubs, the Cubs ended the season with a couple of wins over the Cardinals, but... The Cardinals are in win on Wednesday against the Dodgers and they'll advance this. And, and there's a classic one gamer between the Yankees and the Red Sox too. So, and the Cyclones, the Cyclone offense might've finally got right with a big win over a really mediocre Kansas football team over the weekend. I'm Agra host Chip Flory. That's pro farmer policy analyst, Jim Wiesmeyer. And Jim, I can only assume that you're back on the, cardinal bandwagon for the postseason right oh
1: absolutely that's my fallback that's my plan b i grew <laughs> up watching them so one game anything can happen and with scherzer likely the pitcher on la i know scherzer uh, you better get him the first two innings
0: yeah that's exactly right this has got to actually feel kind of good for you doesn't it
1: well, yeah, we have uh, the the, uh, the the best hitter in the National League uh, was Turner. Uh, used to be on the uh, uh, on the National, so yeah, and now on the Dodgers. And Scherzer had a heck of a year.
0: Yeah, yeah, he sure did, sure did. All right, um, I, I want to get started, of course, by taking a look at some of the things that did or didn't happen last week. And when we think about the things that didn't happen, Jim, we've got to talk about the RFS and the renewable volume
1: obligations again, right? Yeah. Uh, You know, on Agritalk, we broke the news that uh, while we were speaking, Chip, uh, uh, Michael Regan, the EPA administrator, was meeting virtually separately with three groups, uh, NFA, Growth Energy, and uh, uh, RFA. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I've uh, they've been very silent, which is very unusual on that. But uh, it maybe they were told what was going to happen, things like that. Right. But usually you get leaks out of those meetings, Chip. But you know, any day now. But the the very chatty biofuel industry has turned <laughs> silent, so that's unusual. <laughs> In this case, I would
0: say that no news is bad news.
1: Probably, uh, but well, for Regan to call in, you know, I said on AgriTalk, it's like when I was a, a little kid and you got called into the principal's office. It wasn't usually good news. No, that's right.
0: That's right. And, and I'm sure that you had plenty of experience in that. Yes,
1: I did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, another big event from last week was that USDA researchers have found a way well, they have essentially developed a vaccine for African swine fever.
1: Yeah, but we need to see implementation and all that. Uh, what, what is the time lag here? You know, but I looked into the uh, um, uh, African swine fever for a small uh, ag letter story that'll be out this Friday. And boy, Chip, it, the more I researched, the more I got nervous because... Uh, Puerto Rico is where a number of these illegal immigrants have come through. And I know our Coast Guard and, and other people are very concerned that, that they're going to track that into this great country, Jeff. So I'm I'm quite yeah. concerned that we're going to have an incident.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't have to happen in a commercial herd. It can happen in the wild hog population. And if that happens then we're going to be dealing with some some trade issues around the globe. Now there are some agreements and some protections in place with some of the major trade partners. So that's a bit comforting, but at the same time it, it if if it would happen to find a way somehow some way to get into a commercial operation uh Jim, that's devastating.
1: Yeah. And remember, Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. So if it's found there, yeah. you could you could have some initial, you know, reaction. So I just think the clock is ticking. Hope I'm wrong. Uh, but right. this vaccine, I want to get a timeline on that one, too. Right. I, I okay. think we're, we're a ways away. Okay. Uh, it seems
0: like we're talking more. And I just want to hit this one briefly because the guys are doing a great job of covering it on eggweb.com this morning. Uh, Tyne Morgan has got the lead on it from U.S. Farm Report, but there has been another uh, ransomware attack, and this one is on sites such as Tractor House, Equipment Facts, Auction Time, High Bid, and it's—I it, guess it's another attack on one of those supply chain in 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 agriculture because. If these places are under attack and get shut down, Jim, it's gonna it, it'll be difficult to get parts. And here we are in the middle of harvest.
1: Yes, and you know, Secretary Vilsack at Agriculture uh, warned uh, about a month ago for any ag yep. sector uh, group to they better check their security. So here we go again. This will not be the last time. This is the new world, Chip. Regretfully, yeah. Re-
0: regretfully is right. I mean, the the attack on New Cooperative. Uh, the, uh, we've, we've got this one to deal with. There's been some on the meat in the meatpacking industry. JBS was, was one of the first big ones. I, I mean, this is a new revenue generation for criminals and, it works for them. So they're going to keep doing it.
1: Yes. And yep. you know, and with the Bitcoin, uh, they're going mm-hmm. to be regulated big time now. You can just see it coming out of the Federal Reserve and and other uh, entities. The central bankers are getting kind of tired of this one. So right. I would look for lots of regulation to come in on that side. OK. OK. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and throw the
0: reminder out there right now that if you've got a comment or a question, look at the right side of your screen where it says comments, click on that, and a dialog box should come up at the bottom of the page for you to type in your requests. Uh, we'll we will definitely try to answer that those questions as they as they come up. And now let's go ahead and get into the big one, Jim. You've said it for as long as I've known you, basically. That uh, House speakers, really doesn't matter who it is, but House speakers won't bring up a motion for a vote until they know how the vote is going to turn out. That's especially true for Speaker Pelosi, and we missed a
1: couple of deadlines
0: last week because she she didn't know how the vote was going to turn out.
1: Yeah, she was actually wounded last week, Chip, Mm -hmm. because she didn't follow through. And she needed President Biden, in essence, to bail her out, because uh, when Biden went up uh, to uh, room number five, it's called, uh, on the House side, uh, he told them that uh, these things are linked, um, meaning these things, meaning both of the infrastructure bills. The traditional one that we call BIF, the you know, you know, bipartisan infrastructure bill. And the second one is that social change and climate change, uh yeah, uh Um, you know, measure that the Democrats like to call Build Back Better, BBB. Uh, And remember early on, uh, Biden slipped and linked them. And that was always the case, uh, Jeff, now we know. But Pelosi's wounded because uh, she looks bad, because she promised uh, several times to the nine centrists that there would be a vote on the traditional infrastructure bill. And she she did not and could not deliver because of the ninety-six uh, progressive liberals in her party. Okay,
0: let's dig into this just a little bit more. You're you're saying that Pelosi was damaged. Yes. Uh, who else is in the loser category? <laughs> Oh well the
1: centrist <laughs> a short term here yeah these yeah. are short term wins and 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 and, and lo- yeah, you know losers losses yeah losses because of uh things could happen again if they overreach if the 96 centrist overreach uh, they could be left with L0 you know yeah 96
0: uh, progressives
1: yes 96 yeah. progressive so they they use their power on that and pelosi knew it it's just before that that hasn't happened in the democratic party because the liberals were there chip but they didn't use their muscle now they are and this is why i think this is this is uh, you know pelosi's last congress she doesn't want to put up with this after another congress she's going to go back to california
0: she's got to be tired of it you would think yes um, and, and it, she's also showing some signs that mentally she's growing fatigued over the whole thing. Well,
1: it'll it'll get you. This town sure will well. get you, and she's been at it for pretty long. Uh, she's a powerful woman. I still say Washington yeah. has sexist overtones, and she's a powerful lady in this town. So she, you can think what you want about her, but she's wielded a lot of power for a lot of time now the the numbers that biden told them relative to the bbb you know package is between 1.9 trillion and and 2.3 so there is your uh, your you know, uh, your your barometer as far as how much they may be able to spend, not the three and a half trillion dollars. And even over the weekend in the Sunday news shows, uh, socialist Bernie Sanders said that he knows that they're going to have to come down. And so did the number of progressives. They know they don't want to go down to uh one point five trillion. That mansion once. No way, no how. So we're into that 1.9 to 2.3 area. You can still do a lot relative to that funding. That's trillion dollars, by the way. Right. Right. So what's the new timeline look like here, Jim? Over the weekend, again, we have another deadline from Pelosi. She told him no later than October 31 for the BIF. Okay, well, I think they're going to be both linked. So uh, there really is no deadline for these two, Chip. Uh, you know, they, uh, the, the leadership, the, the, the White House people tell me that Biden has indicated about six weeks. So it could go into November, Uh, But the biggest one is the debt limit. And there's Mm -hmm. action on that because the parliamentarian recently told the Democrats and the Republicans that they could do another budget resolution and budget reconciliation just on the debt limit. And that could be one line, Chip, suspending the, uh, you know, debt limit. Now, that'll take about two weeks. And that's right around the time frame, if you'll recall, that Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen gave October the 18th as the drop dead date for the debt limit. Other people are later than that. I, I think that there's some cushion there. So and, and you know, President Biden this morning 1115 Eastern Time, he's usually late, uh, is going to give an address on the debt limit or at least going to comment. Comment on the debt limit, so we may have some news later on today on that. So, bottom line on all these bills, I, I think the Democrats are not going to be at zero when all this is said and done. They're going to get it done, but there's going to be some a lot of pulling hair out as far as whittling down that three and a half trillion dollars chip to that one point nine to two point three trillion, you know, dollar uh, area. Yeah. Yep, um, President. Biden brought
0: it right back to one of his primary focuses uh, when, when he uh, talks about this. And he said that he thinks that, that the legislation will be signed into law with plenty of time to change the tax code for people next year.
1: Yeah, that that is a deadline that he wants to make sure, because if they don't, Chip, they're going to have to uh, begin it later rather than sooner, the second year. And they don't want to do that. So, uh, and uh, I I had a number of emails from, you know, listeners over the weekend. Uh, Will the ag, will the $28 billion in conservation likely end up in the package? I think so. You know, uh, we also had a 30-day extension of uh, the Surface Transportation Act uh, over the weekend and Biden signed it over the weekend. Uh, So, uh, you you know, we have that in line with that October 31 date that, uh, you know, Pelosi said. And we also have the continuing resolution that, that, that goes into what, December the 3rd, through December the 3rd, that included, Chip, the $10 billion in uh, in WIP Plus funding and improved WIP Plus funding. And I, I, it didn't take long for, for some farmers to ask me what's the you know, details on that as far as timeline. And look, they're going to want to wait a while for any further 2021, you know, disasters. So I think we're really talking early next year before, those payments uh, including what i think 750 million dollars for livestock payouts uh but you know before those you know payments come out i think it'll be early next year chip okay
0: okay uh let's talk about some of the other things that happened over the week well let's go back to last week first what else uh from last
1: week that we that that that's on your radar well, you said we had that USDA report and the big one was soybeans. So you know, we have data checks, as you well know, on soybeans. You know, yeah. we have crush and we have exports. So that's yeah. just screaming out the crop size, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. so yeah, you oh, have yeah. To, they yeah, made well, the
0: adjustment to last year's crop.
1: Yeah, last year, and the odds would indicate that they'll increase, perhaps, you know, this year's crop as well, what, on October uh, 12th, 12th is the next report. We're going to get two private estimates, one today. Uh, and you know, one tomorrow, so that that'll be the initial indication on that. Uh, the other things from last week, uh, it was really focused on the uh, uh, on the uh, infrastructure. You know packages and 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 the debt limit. Plus we had the you know the government did not shut down, which I didn't think. You you even you 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 heard it in my voice. I was fairly confident, and, yeah. and uh, it, it was indeed the case. That's the last thing that they needed, Chip. Now right. t- today we've got some holdover ones because we're going to get from Vilsack and USDA more information about <clears throat> that five hundred million dollars uh, funding okay. uh, for to to expand meat processing and another 100 million for the smaller entity so what we you know they're going to put some meat <laughs> literally mm-hmm. on on the details and the big one today is Catherine Tai The U.S. trade representative is going to speak at at an event this morning, uh, about an hour from now, in which he's going to lay out the U.S. position relative to trade with China. Uh, I don't think they're going to deal that much. They're not going to loosen up any tariffs at this particular time. They feel that that's leverage, Chip. And we had some briefings over the weekend on what she may say. And I didn't hear any overt uh, negotiations on a phase two. Uh, But they will talk some other trade policy aspects for the future with China. Right. Okay. Jim...
0: before the 2020 elections, there was a, a, a push from farm groups out there to lift the Section 232 tariffs, uh, to, to try to make steel prices a little cheaper here in the country, uh, to lift those tariffs against China. I haven't heard it. No. I haven't heard that since Biden
1: was elected. You know, it sounds a lot like their promises on uh, ethanol, doesn't it, mm-hmm. that they promised one thing and it looks like they're doing another. Uh, they will today um, go out again, which Trump did, actually, uh, uh, allowing some businesses some exemptions, but we've already had that, Chip. So I don't see much change, and I think they're really following uh, the script—not uh, everything exactly, but most of it—that uh, you know the uh, you know Trump uh, you know trade policy laid out for them. And they do admit that relative to the ag sector. Uh, you know the phase one uh, while they didn't uh, you know live up totally to it uh, th- they are this year and in pro farmer we put out that China really goofed chip on the phase one because they should have uh, th- <laughs> they should have been purchasing more oil products because yep. they're they're in a bevy of hurt relative to the supply and demand uh, over there. so had they lived up to the phase one they would be in better shape as a country right now economically
0: Yeah, and when it comes to trade, we we need to take a look at some of the things that China has done here very recently. And basically, they've taken themselves out of the potash market for the next, at least for the next eight months, maybe even 10 months. They're talking about June 2022 before they start making supplies available again to the rest of the world. I mean, it's those artificial barriers uh, to, to trade that create some some imbalances around the world and you want to talk about imbalances you take a straight look at, the, at what's going on in the fertilizer markets.
1: Yeah, and there's already chatter of what this could mean for US wheat and corn plantings. Yeah. You know, you know next year it should have some impact. We just don't know how long, you know, this is going to last, but the the, the smart people are saying this could linger for a while. Yeah. I think when it comes to this eh, I, I saw your
0: your take on the 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 comments that are supposed to be made here and, and talking about the China trade policy. And I started to get kind of worked up about the idea. Hey, we're gonna get some real details here on how the Biden administration is going to work with China and 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 the negotiations and, and what it's gonna sound like. And then I realized eh, probably not. This is gonna be This is going to be a watercolor that just kind of bleeds into each
1: other when it comes to details, isn't it? Yes. In fact, uh, Ty will point out certain aspects, the negative aspects of their state trading operations. So, Mm -hmm. you know, China's on holiday for most of this week, so it'll be curious to see when and how they respond. But I think the the next uh, big thing to watch out for, Chip, is when Ty will officially meet with her counterpart. Uh, the, she may indicate that today, but I'm not quite sure. That'll be, I think, a positive development. Although recent um, U.S. officials either going over to China or dealing with China have been blasted by a very aggressive China. So you know, you know, bottom line: if traders thought that there was going to be improving U.S.-China relationship, I, I don't see it. Uh, it won't be as visceral as it was with Trump i think that's what what the biden people clearly will tell you in briefings we're we're going to lower the level of sound but i don't see much change
0: <laughs> uh, yeah i you know the subtle approach with china has always worked out great uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll see um how, how that works going forward you mentioned their holiday their national day holiday uh, China really made it easier to do business with them by flying 93 sorties over Taiwan in three days. Yeah. Jim, They're that's a military operation.
1: Yes, they're testing, testing, testing. And, you know, the chance of a flub up always increases when you have that quantity, Chip. So in uh, and, and their Evergrande thing, they had a big news over, they suspended trading in Hong Kong because there was a big development that they're going to have, I think, a $5 billion infusion Uh, into that, not from China, but for an entrant uh, into it, it's probably Chinese money. Uh, So we've got a lot of Chinese developments uh, 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 underway, Jim.
0: Yeah, okay, Jim, thank you very much. Um, Obviously, that is something that we're going to have to watch very, very closely. Uh, Another thing over the weekend, and I don't know how this is going to play out, uh, Jim, but it's going to play right into... I would think it'll play right into the, uh, uh, the administration's anti-fossil fuel hands. And that is the oil spill, Southern California uh, out in, in the waters uh, of, of the Pacific off of Orange County. Yes. I mean, it's, it's right in the environmental's environmentalist wheelhouse and it's a much bigger spill than what, the oil company had indicated was a worst case scenario. This is 126,000 gallons of oil has reportedly leaked into the Pacific.
1: This is, This is going to be a significant event. Well, and there's huge uh, number, two or three stories in the Los Angeles Times this morning on it. And I picked up one of their maps and sourced it of where it exactly was. But they gave it a lot of coverage as well as they should, Chip. But yes, the anti-fuel people will definitely, you know, pounce on this. But remember, with all the changes that the Biden and the progressive Democrats want against fossil fuel, they've uh the industry has one savior and that's uh mansion from you know west virginia he yeah. he doesn't want them to to eliminate the subsidies for the fossil fuel industry and i think that uh he'll be successful in making sure that doesn't happen
0: okay i'm not exactly sure how this is going to play out but i just feel like it's going to be a major story in in 2021 in um uh, it, we're gonna look. We're gonna look back at it in three or four months and say
1: that was the event that really
0: turned some tides.
1: Hmm. I want to see if it has uh, that many like we've had we we've had spills before but like you I know. said this is big and things like that the timing of it uh, could well play into the climate change coming up uh you know later this month and later this year as well at the UN level uh so we'll have to see we'll have to track it as they say and and right. and, and we will you know i had an email that i just saw come in and where are we at on the uh, on the uh, loan forgiveness uh at USDA you know, included in that reconciliation, when you really look at the fine line chip, it works out to eleven billion dollars—a uh, combination of loan forgiveness. Why eleven billion? You'll recall that there was four plus one billion, five billion in. Uh, uh, in the previous uh you know legislation that's law uh that's been bogged down in the courts well they're using that as a budget offset and providing six billion dollars more for loan forgiveness and I think that that if we do get a final you know reconciliation bill which i think we will, That'll be included in there. And it's more expansive that it will likely survive court challenges, Chip. And there's some big, uh, 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 it's uh, e- economically distressed would qualify for payments equal to their entire debt on USDA loans, their entire debt. And then mm. low payoffs for other producers would be capped at 200000 Dollars, and then they're given USDA another billion dollars to adjust loans. So this is a major, major feature of the AG portion of this reconciliation bill. Uh, so we'll have to see if it makes it, which I think that it will.
0: Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Uh, we started off talking about the RFS and the renewable volume obligations. We talked about what happened last week. I want to talk just briefly about what might happen this week. Are we going to see the announcements?
1: <laughs> any day now. I, I, You know, you don't get any awards <laughs> for guessing <laughs> the right date. But, you know, at least the House is basically out of town. Uh, I mean, they'll have some committee meetings. But this is the time where an EPA usually likes to announce things, Chip. So, uh, you know, the Senate is still... In, but uh, let's get it out. I don't know what they're waiting. Uh, Far unless there has been a slight change, because you know Senator Klobuchar, a you know Democrat from Minnesota, a very mm-hmm. important person, uh powerful, especially uh, when it comes to uh, Biden. He really I think wanted her for his vice you know vice presidential candidate, yeah. but things evolved. Uh, she I know was not happy about some of the stories that you saw relative to the levels that Reuters initially put out so I it'll be very curious to compare uh, the volumes once they're you know, when they come out. Uh, I, and There's also other issues, Chip, in this uh, EPA announcement relative to RIN strategy, the reset, what, what's going to happen after 2022. So this is just not a mandated, uh, you know, volume uh, level. And another thing is the rumored amounts just did not make sense to me relative to biodiesel and renewable diesel. They appeared very high to me. So I don't know. It just didn't pencil out to me. So I think we need some clarification. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, Jim, unless
0: you've got other things that we need to talk about here, I think we've kind of run down the the issues
1: haven't we i think we have uh, watch this watch this debt limit uh we just got any details on the disaster provision in the continuing resolution that's again 10 billion dollars is included so that's law now yep. it's been signed into law and it's improved whip plus because it includes uh, uh livestock it includes 2020 and 2021 you know disasters. Uh, so the regs are going to take a while to put out. I think they'll want to see, uh, you, you know, if there are any you know further disasters such as harvest time and things like that. And I don't blame them for that. And and as I said before, uh, the actual money probably won't be, you know come come pouring out if you will until early next year.
0: Okay. Very good, very good. Well, Jim, I mentioned it earlier that um, uh, we've got some movement on the creation of a vaccine against African swine fever. I'm going to be talking with Terry Walters. He is the National Pork Producer Council President Elect about that. I'm sure that we'll also have a conversation about another item that we talked about, and that is the uh, the money that is going to be flowing out to the industry. You know, it used to be, Jim. Five hundred million dollars. If we would have mentioned five hundred million dollars coming out for to to support uh, hog processing and beef processing at at the regional and local level,
1: it, it, that would have been er- an earth shattering amount. Now half a billion dollars is a half a billion dollars. Yeah, well, beginning a processing plant of any size is not cheap, one. Two is, uh, I've had too many people tell me, it'll be very curious what Vilsack says or USDA today says relative to making this an efficient process. Because the industry in the past with any grants, they've had to jump through a lot of hoops. I'm not saying there shouldn't be any. But yep. a lot of it's been bogged down in paperwork before chip. So we're gonna have to see the really details of this to see how long it's gonna take to uh, you know you know start using you know some of this money. But there is wide consensus in the in the cattle industry that you need more, you know, processing yep. uh, you know plants out there at the you know whether or not uh you know where they're at, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it'll be curious to watch the details. Right,
0: right. We're also gonna have a conversation. With Greg Peterson, Machinery Pete, we'll find out what he thinks about that ransomware attack that's basically in his industry. All right, that wraps it up. Have a great week, everybody. Keep watching for those signals.